All right, my name is Stephen Hanslick. I'm here with Transcend UW and um, current senior here at the University of Wisconsin. And with me today, I have my friend, Jake Fellman. Jake, if you don't mind sharing a bit about who you are and what it is that you do, um, I definitely have a, a decent idea, but having it in your words would, I think, definitely be a lot better for uh, my understanding as well as the audience. Good morning, Stephen. Um, I have nothing else to introduce myself besides the fact that I am a uh, 23-year-old UW graduate um, coming or currently living in Alaska by my, on my own. Um, yeah, and, and I'm a 3D artist. So kind of what I do is I use the same software that Disney and Pixar use to make animations like, um, you know, Frozen, Frozen or Toy Story. Um, but it's also the software that's used in CGI and VFX works like the life of Pi and Transformers. So I use this software and I make short form animated entertainment content for social media. Um, my, my biggest platforms right now are TikTok and YouTube. Uh, on TikTok, I've got 4 million followers and then on YouTube, it's three and a half. So um, yeah, that's me. Passing it back to you, Steven. Awesome, yeah. So obviously a big oh. component of why you're here today is um, that you are a graduate of the University of Wisconsin. So if you don't mind sharing sort of what your major was, um, the years you were there and the different involvements you had on campus. Yeah, sure. So I started at UW-Madison back in 2016. And when I actually came to school, I was an engineering major, uh, mechanical engineering and I didn't last long in that major just because I kind of had a very fast awakening as to the fact that uh, I did not like math or science. Um, I, I just kind of had this preconceived notion that if you, you know, are able to handle math and science, that's kind of like the direction that you should head. But the reality was that I have always kind of been a more creative type and I was just kind of resisting that. Um, for some reason or another. And so I, I ended up filtering through a few different majors. I spent some time in the philosophy department. My sophomore year, I was a declared philosophy major and then um, eventually landed down in the business school and I studied marketing. And uh, yeah, that's it. I, I also had some, you know, at times I, I had a graphic design certificate declared for like one semester and then I, under, and then I took it off and then uh, I also had a digital studies thing going on, but I ended up just graduating with the marketing. You just kind of decided to get out of there when COVID struck. I just decided it was not, not in favor of doing an extra semester to finish off my certificates. Absolutely. Yeah, I myself started at the university, um, biology major, two semesters sort of in that pre-med track, those courses. Um, and what's nice about the university is it kind of, puts you in with a, a sense of what you want to do, or even if you don't know what you want to do exactly, you, you kind of find your role. And so that ultimately led me to the pre-business requirements where I then took Econ 101. And now I'm a couple months away from commencement of an econ economics major and uh, entrepreneurship certificate. So it sounds like we, we share that kind of coming in with a sense of what we might want to do to then find out, you know, the university offers such a wide range of different professions and majors that we ultimately find exactly what we're looking for. So um, yeah. I know. Well, and that's the thing too. 
well, I was just gonna I was just gonna add to that. It's like that's the thing too. It's like there's always this this notion that you should come into college with, you know, a declared major or be ready to sort of just jump right into your studies. But the reality is that there are all these avenues to explore. Um, you know, it's not like there was ever any business classes, business related classes in my high school or philosophy related stuff. So I never even got to explore that kind of stuff. And so, you know, yeah, when you come to a big school like UW, all of a sudden you have all these options that are on the table that you have, you know, potentially never seen before. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what's so inspiring about you and sort of what led you to be doing what you're doing is sort of that um, looking beyond even what the university offers and, and finding something that you're passionate about and you enjoy doing that you're talented in, obviously, to, to get where you're at today. Um, aside from mm-hmm. sort of your major and involvement with the business school and that sort of thing, um, anything else on campus that you felt really stood out or you'd like to kind of commend um, now that you're sitting at 23 and kind of making your way in the world? Yeah, you know, I, I sifted in and out of all the advertising and marketing related um, clubs, you know, like Advertising Club and um, what are the other ones, AMA, I kind of like went to a couple meetings for and all that other stuff. You just kind of like, you know, at the, end, at the beginning of each semester, especially when I was, you know, freshman, sophomore, I was like, oh, new semester, new me. I'm going to join a bunch of clubs. Absolutely. And, uh, I, I never really committed very firmly to any of that. Um, and so, you know, for the people who, you know, attend weekly meetings at those types of clubs, you know, uh, my props to them because I was never really able to coordinate that in my, in my weekly schedule. Um, also part of that too, is I was in a fraternity. And so I kind of had my social circle, um, Absolutely. You know, laid out. I, I didn't really need to look too much further for in clubs for, you know, friendships yeah. and such. So, yeah. yeah, that's, I'm, I'm sort of in the same boat. You kind of, expand out, especially um, when you're just starting out. And then as we both sort of found our majors, it's, it's uh, what organizations or clubs can you get involved in and, and just finding the right fit. And I say this now as I'm in my senior year with my firm involvements in the different orgs and uh, looking back, that's sort of, sort of what I'd say looking back as well. Um, yeah. So Knowing you and knowing your, your brothers here on campus, um, I remember specifically looking back right after your junior year, I believe um, there was that gap where everyone's in that crunch time. Um, I think some folks listening and myself as of a couple of days ago, it's how can I get an internship? Um, looking back, I'm sure you're kind of reminiscent of, of all that entailed. And I know that you, you curated a video that was um very inspiring to see from a, uh, someone who's just a couple years younger than you, what that looked like, um, all those applications, and then those lovely letters that we get in the mail or via email now. Um, kind of, oh, if you, yeah. you want to step us through that process and sort of the outcome. And oh yeah, well yeah, this uh, this kind that, of yeah, yeah. It actually wasn't a video. It was just a it was an Instagram post. Oh well, there was a video attached to it, I suppose, but yeah. There's just post I made. It was yeah a couple of years back now, but it was kind of actually the start of my. Well, yeah, it's, it was a critical turning point for where to lead me where I am today. Um, yeah. Essentially, I was at the end of my uh, junior year. Yeah, I was at the end of my, my junior year, and I had applied for countless internships, like left and right, 
Um, I kid you not when I say like around a hundred at least. Yeah. And, and, and that's not an exaggeration. I know that sounds like extreme, but the reality is like, you know, you set up your cover letter and your resume, and then you just kind of submit to all these job sites and stuff. I'm sure college students all can, you know, resonate with the fact that, you know, once you get one application rolling, you can kind of like pop out a couple of a day. Mm-hmm. Regardless, none of my, none of my applications did anything for me. Um, I, I, I made it through se- several, um, like, you know, second or third round interviews. I particularly like, particularly I remember I was like flown out to Abercrombie headquarters to like, you know, do a, do a marketing internship kind of thing. And there was like three days of interviews and like, I thought I crushed it and apparently not because I got rejected from them too. But yeah, I was just like (laughs) left and right denied from absolutely anything. So yeah, there was this post on my Instagram that I, that I made. It was just kind of saying, expressing how frustrated I was with the situation and the fact that, you know, left and right, my friends are accepting internships at Goldman Sachs and, uh, you know, Ralph Lauren. And here I am just like, can't even, can't even land anything despite, regardless of, you know, the prestige of the internship. So regardless, I, uh, I was just kind of like, Hey, well, I've been doing this 3d stuff for a little while and I have a little experience doing graphic design work. And so I'm going to go ahead and just spend the summer trying to go freelance or like sell my 3D work um, on my own. So, yeah, so that's that's essentially, you know, the very first step into the, you know, treating my freelance, treating my 3D work professionally. Up until then, it was just kind of like a relaxation thing, something I did on the weekends, just hanging out, just kind of like. I don't know. It was a creative release to just like get on, get in, get into Autodesk Maya and just click on buttons. <laughs> that, at that point, I was like, well, I'm going to try and teach this, treat this like a job. And um, lo and behold, that summer I ended up um, selling way more than I thought I would. And it got to the point where it's something that I legitimately enjoy. Um, and yeah, up until that point, it had been like a, a creative release, but all of a sudden it was like, hey, not only can this be something that I, you know, enjoy tinkering with, but also like I can provide value to people through it, you know, um, through selling animations. So anyway, yeah, um, the biggest client that I landed that summer was, uh, it's called Franklin Fueling Systems. Uh, they are they are in Madison, but they basically sell things that go all around and underground gas stations. And um, I was ma- I was essentially, you know, up to my rates to industry standards and, you know, did my fair amount of research to find out what my, my work was actually worth. And all of a sudden I was making an actual decent living salary. And so, so by the end of the summer, I just kind of uh, decided that I was not going to apply for any jobs post-grad um, and going throughout my senior year, I started to take on more freelance projects from, you know, a wide array of clientele and uh, got ready to launch into post-grad with a full list of clients uh, just selling you know 3d animations you know it's it's crazy to sort of hear this story from your perspective obviously the one that's lived it and sort of gone through all the tribulations and and all of that but sort of from you to your brother to then me it's all sounded so seamless and I, I I laugh at how perfect it all sounds um, as I'm hearing it, as I'm sure there's been so many different steps or uncertainties or spurts of anxiety as to what is my next step or where am I headed? Um, But it's, it's um, 
very fascinating to hear it word for word um, for me as well as the audience. Um, just looking back, like I said, I I had seen the initial post of of those rejection letters, and I've been getting an inflow of them in the past couple months. I'm about to take a different route myself going forward, so I hear you on that. Um, but to all those mm-hmm. intern applicants out there, just keep doing it. <laughs> Eventually, one of them turns yeah. out. And yeah. If it if well, it I wish that was the moral of the advice. story, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't yeah. turn out. It's not the moral of the story for me. <laughs> It's not going to turn out. You need to stop applying for internships and start your own business. Find, find no, your passion. It's funny start because your sometimes I like get, yeah. Yeah. But like sometimes I get in this weird mood of like reflecting back on that all. And it's just like, it's, I just think like if I was like actually working for Abercrombie right now or, or whatever, like any of those 100 internships, like if I was legitimately, you know, took an internship there and then moved into a post-grad, I think I would be like so depressed or at least yeah. knowing the fact that I, this is my alternative path, but this like, it's right. just like, feels like absolute chance that I am sitting where I am. But I mean, obviously there's a lot of hard work and stuff that goes into it, but it's just like that slight little diverge in my path of like Absolutely. not being able to land an internship ended up being like arguably one of the most defining moments of my life when I kind of yeah. threw my hands in the air. I was like, okay, I'm just going to start a business. Like I don't care about an internship anymore. So yeah, it's yeah. fascinating. I, I love hearing that. And it, for me, as, as just sort of seeing it from afar and sort of when we get in touch it, I can't really imagine you doing anything else. Like, sure. I could see you at some, <laughs> some large marketing firm or doing something big, but yeah. you are who you are and you're creative and you're self-led. Um, and you, you just sort of carry yourself with, I'm going to do it my way. And so far um, it's working out pretty well, Jake. Um, yeah. Let's let's dive in. So I know your parents both really well. Have they had any? Um, oh, you're moving to Alaska. Like, how's that gone? Have they been pretty relaxed? Should should we probably tell the audience uh-huh. not to just spur on your parents? Uh, I'm I'm moving to Alaska. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it was it was uh it it wasn't really up for debate. It was kind of like, well, yeah, like you said, I'm kind of a self reliant guy. I I just kind of like, hey, I'm gonna move to Alaska and um. My parents didn't really necessarily have a say in it. My my, right. my mom particularly was like a little bit unhappy. You know, it's a you know full eighteen it's hour tough. travel day or whatever to get out here. But um, you know, also I, I I see it as a temporary thing. Um, yeah, I'm only I only plan on being here for for a year or so and then move on to a, another fun place. You know, but at the time I, I was still doing freelance stuff, so I wasn't doing like social media full time mm-hmm. when I moved out here. But you know, the reality is, and especially these days with COVID, um, like remote working is, is widely accepted. Like so many people are willing to just jump on a Zoom call rather than meet in person. So it's like not a big, not a big deal at all for my clients to be like, oh, mm-hmm. he lives in Alaska. Like I'm not going to work with him. Um, you know, obviously there are some concessions. Like I got to, I got to get a, up a little earlier than other people sometimes, you know, by the time it's, by the time it's uh, 9 a.m. here, it's already uh, 1 o'clock p.m. in New York. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, running a little bit behind. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not an issue at all for the most part. And I'm moving again soon. I'm actually thinking Hawaii next. I think it'd be fun yeah. to just, like, do the most extreme stuff. And then after I live in Hawaii for a year, like, move to, like, Ohio. 
or like, <laughs> like do like the most exciting stuff, and then like Kansas. There's there's some nice parts for sure. Um, that's funny you say Ohio. I've traveled quite a bit for hockey, and there's a couple states in particular that I just, you know, I don't I don't see it there, and and it's not for everyone, and it sounds <laughs> like we share that. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's funny we we got onto geography because I specifically remember. The summer, I think it was a week or two before you were flying out to Alaska, we went rollerblading and we were just kind of jarring back and forth. And I remember you said, yeah, well, uh, I just kind of need somewhere I can walk everywhere that I would need to get anything. Um, I don't plan on having a car and then I need a stable Wi-Fi connection. And I'm like, Jake, you can pretty much go just about anywhere. And you had already decided on Juneau and I texted you a couple of weeks ago and you're like, Hawaii is probably next. And I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's perfect. Well, and I'm it's just, the it. thing is too, it's like the reason why I'm willing to be in a somewhat remote location right now, or, uh, you know, unpopulated area is like, again, pulling it back to COVID. It's just like, there's, there's nobody, there's no big gatherings at bars or anything these days anyway. So it's kind of like, you know, there's, yeah. there's no reason to, to be living in Los Angeles or, um Chicago or anything like that it's like might as well go as remote as possible I would say Juneau Alaska is about as remote (laughs) well one would be surprised I think your population it's funny because (laughs) it's like 30 it's like 30,000 population but like my 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 favorite Juneau fact is like (laughs) yeah yeah my favorite Juneau fact is that you actually can't get here by a car though you have to take a boat or a plane to get in which is like, I, love it. I don't know. I just love telling that to people because it's like pretty adventurous. That is, anyway. um, again, I, I, I sort of just have this, what would Jake Feldman do? And it's, well, he definitely would need to take a boat or a plane to get to where he is. That it aligns perfectly. <laughs> and and yeah. no one can really, like, there's no way to, like, sort of predict what else follows that um it's sort mm. of just what you end up doing and it, it just makes perfect sense but i yeah. love it it's perfect um <laughs> so just sort of transitioning now back to um your career and all of that being your own boss being your own employee um your go-to for consultation um sort of having your own back through all of this what's been sort of um the height and the low, how have you gotten through it? Just what's, what's kept you humble when you're up? Um, just sort of stepping us yeah. through that a little bit. Um, I, again, being who you are and where you've started, where you are now, both physically and um, in your career, it's, it's remarkable on how quickly you've progressed. But um, yeah, I know that there's definitely probably another side of it from what we can see. So just through that a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a really interesting question. You know, it's funny that you say highs and lows. It's like when you when you are, you know, running your own business, quote unquote, or, you know, out on your own, uh, it's the highs are really high and the lows are really low Um, Mm -hmm. because everything always circles back to yourself. Like if something goes badly, like it's 100 percent your fault. If something goes really well, you're like, wow, I really did that all by my own. Yeah. You know? So it, it's like, there certainly is like a lot of waves of emotion when it comes to like the good, the bad and the ugly. But for the most part, like, I mean, 
for the most part, I've seen like a lot of in the past couple months, especially, it's just kind of been win after win after win. So it's, it's hard for me to really speak too much about like necessarily no lows because it's been pretty much sunshine and rainbows for the most part. <laughs> uh, no, it really has though, because you know, it's, it's just like, I don't, I could not, I could not have predicted that I would be sitting where I am today, social media wise and like doing that full time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, that makes perfect sense. And I'm happy to hear that it's quote unquote sunshine and rainbows. Um, I sort of expected that and I'm glad to hear yeah. that. And well, I hope that, yeah. that stays the, only thing the case. I would say is like, the other thing I would say is like, you know, back in uh, about a month ago, I was seeing a solid 40 to 50,000 new subscribers every day. And mm-hmm. now on, on YouTube, that is. Now it, for the past two weeks, it's been like only 20 to 30,000 new subscribers, which is like still incredible growth, but it's like, Mm-hmm. what am I doing wrong like so oh yeah, yeah it is like yeah you, part, I have absolutely nothing to complain enemy. about yeah. yeah but I have nothing to complain about you know that's why I said the sunshine and rainbows thing because like nobody can complain about getting 20,000 new subscribers every day but also it is like uh like yeah how do I it's it's on me to fix it you know I don't know I can't help but compare your recent social media gains to my Tesla shares it's like both of them just skyrocketing. And then I yeah. too am, if, if I'm only up a certain amount someday, I'm like, what's going on? So I, I go read every article I can find. That's funny. That's a funny parallel. Exponential growth. Here we are. Um, wow. Well, I, I have learned a lot um, as someone who already knew you. I, I know for a fact that this, this um, podcast can, can generate a lot of understanding for people who are sort of on the cusp of starting something new. So, all right, Jake, that just about does it. Thank you so much for coming today. Um, it was so good catching up with you. Um, best of luck when you head out to Hawaii. I'm headed to Chicago here in about a month. So definitely make the most of that. And I hope to see you soon back when you're in the mainland. Yeah, thanks, Steven. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure.